This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right, going back, Puig, and it's gone! You're tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. Bones to Jokic, gone! Two hands! Follow us on Twitter, at Mile High Pundit Podcast. And Jared Shuck. Welcome back. My oh my. What too long, eh? It really has. And what a beautiful graphics display there for for those watching this in video form. Thank you. Uh, wow, Jared, that that was that was something to see. Um I feel my, like first time, <laughs> my first time seeing it all the way through. So it, it, yeah. Wow. <laughs> man, I put that together today, man. I threw that I had to throw it together quick. That's for sure. And look at that. Look who's already here. Beth's here. Ha <laughs> ha. MHP live. Let's go. Hey, Beth. How you doing? We told you we do it live. Fuck it. We do it live. Yeah, from now on. I mean. Yeah. Pretty much. Eh? Yeah. It, <laughs> pretty crazy <laughs> what's gone down the past couple months. Um, I did get caught up on the live show. I was able to watch that all the way through. Well done. Props to everyone. <laughs> I mean, just. Uh, Th- this yeah. thing is like, hey, look, I mean, it's. It, there you go. It went down a little bit. There you go. That was but a problem. Could, could not have asked for a better birthday present. Um, <laughs> we, we've all been, we've all been doing a ton behind the scenes too, just to get this off the ground. So, I mean, wow. It was, like, it was a process, man. It was, a, it was a, an absolute grind. Um, yeah. I, I mean, everyone, everyone was in on it too. I mean, it was just a matter of how long it was going to take before we got it up and running again. So, um, but I mean, let's, let's talk about it. We haven't done a show since July, it feels like, September area. Yeah. I mean, we did our closeout show for the Stanley Cup. Right. And since then, we've been kind of quiet. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, let's just put it out there. The the former group we were with, we were doing a hell of a job not naming names. Um, the The former group we were with, to put it bluntly, we just, we weren't happy. We, we weren't happy doing it anymore. And that's why you didn't see us. So you didn't see us. You didn't hear us. I mean, when we were doing it on our own, right? We, we did whatever the hell we wanted to do. We didn't care. Yeah. Generally, because we just liked, you know, we, we liked to do it. I mean, there were times where we definitely should not have been up podcasting. And there we were, you know, dead of night type beat. Mm-hmm. Um, Shit, we, we record at like midnight most nights. Yeah, starting at midnight. <laughs> and then I edit it and then we go to work. Yeah. Uh, like, and it just got to the point, like like Jared was saying, to where we kind of lost that um, a little bit, just largely due to what was going on. And um, yeah, we, we took a little bit of a hiatus. We did still tweet, you know, there was that, but we stayed relatively quiet mm-hmm. on the on the podcasting front, um, which, which sucks. Cause I know we, we, we gained a lot of good people. And I mean, for those of you who still followed us and still kept in, 
uh, interacting with us. We appreciate you. We really oh, do. Yes. 150%. And it's because of this company that we met the best people possible really um, to have on our side, you know, in our corner and um, largely, you know, was the main reason why we were able to launch five, five GSN um, due to, to us and those people. And um, so now we got a company and we got a company company that's sponsoring our company. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, now we can do things kind of our way and the numbers worked out. So um, it was really just kind of a no brainer for us moving right. forward. Exactly. Well, let's just talk about it. The Avs are, uh, I, I, I mean, they have a telehealth, it feels like, on speed dial right now. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I know you missed most of the, the open show last night. And you you said it uh, while we were sitting here before the show started. You said that you felt like I got some real shit for having uh, Colorado as high as I did. Yeah. Compared to everybody else. I was like, geez, lay off the men, guys. We got we got half our team up in smoke right now. We went 6-0-1 without McKinnon in the lineup, and that's just without McKinnon. Like, he's on his way back. We got Helm coming back tonight against Vegas. Uh, your give has been a massive – I can't say enough how well he's played at times. Um, same with Frankie, really. He's kind of come into his own a few games. But – this team, it's just, they're winning games they shouldn't even be in to begin with. And then they're losing some questionable ones, which which happens, you know. I, I love the fact that Zach and Bailey just burst out laughing at the fact that, oh, you know, Arizona beat, beat us, you know, a couple games back. Yeah, they did, but they also beat y'all. So they, they beat that. Toronto. Yeah, they're, they're a bit of a wagon, dude. Like <laughs> Nobody wants to know. go in the Mold Arena and play. Nobody. Yeah. No like it, anybody who has <clears throat> it, it's almost and I brought it up last night. Is this the Vegas flu 2.0 of going into an arena where the Eagles realistically should be playing in? Yeah, it's kind of got like that charm to it, though. You know, it's like, all right, like, you guys got to come down to the mullet arena. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a very it reminds me a lot of uh, <clears throat> and it's much more, a much smaller size. But Winnipeg's barn, because Winnipeg's barn is built straight up, right? It's not built out it's built straight up on top of you. So, I mean, it's a, it's a loud building to play in. So I'm, I mean, it, it's a, it's a tough barn to play in, no doubt, but I mean, overall Colorado just with, with everything all in, I mean, they haven't, they haven't really played well. They haven't, but you got three, de, three defensemen pretty much who shouldn't be touching the ice ever. Yeah. Not I mean, to mention the one and a half to two lines of AHLers we put out every night. Just kind of a mix of, of who's who of the Colorado Eagles, essentially. When, when Andrew Cogliano is playing top six minutes, you know you're hurting. Yeah. He's not. A, he's never been a top six, top six guy. No, he's always been a bottom six grinder, you know. Um, Although his tuck was pretty nice against Copley. That was a nice little shot. He had yeah, there. he... He does have the the knack to score at untimely times, though. I will I will give him that. Like when his points come, they generally come at a at a good time. He kind of it, it reminds me a little bit of EJ now in a sense because EJ at his prime was you know he was a point getter. Um, he would he would put him up from time to time, but uh, you know EJ now like his points they they don't come often, but when they do, it's when you need him the most. It seems like. Yeah, and I mean. 
Cogs isn't a guy you're expecting to get 20, like 30, 40 points. You're hoping to maybe get 20 from him and you're going to be happy. Yeah. I mean, that's all it comes down to. Um, Cout still keeps clearing waivers. That doesn't shock me in the slightest. But I mean, his contract's up after this year. And I think he's done. I I would hope that he's done with just kind of what's what's been. I mean, there's better guys suited on the Eagles that are playing with this Avs team right now. But and that's all we we really need to say about Mm -hmm. Cal. He's had his uh, he's had his opportunities. I will give him that he has had he has had his fair share of opportunities. And and Benzie's recognized that publicly. So, and I mean, um, we're we're at the end of the we're at the end of the train with him. I mean, who who else really? I mean, we we saw we saw uh, Fody a little bit, yeah, and he looked great in his uh, six games he played up here. I thought he looked fantastic. He is man. He's a hitter. Uh, he just he, he's a, he's a big guy on the ice. Um, kind of gives off gives me like a little bit of a new new impression with like mm-hmm. just kind of his presence out there. And, and there's another guy here. Here's another guy who's hurt again. Yeah. Chushkin. We don't know what's going on. With it. It's his ankle. It's his, his, it's his ankle. surgically repaired yeah. ankle. It keeps on LBI. And Landy's not close. That's frustrating to me as a Landis Cog owner in fantasy. <laughs> um, and for me as an Avalanche fan, because you don't want your captain out that long, ever, really. Um, and we just hope him, you know, we, we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, uh, Last I heard, he was skating though, but then kind of had like a setback. Like I don't, I don't really know what's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, he, he had a setback, and um, now he's back to just chilling out off the ice again. So, I mean, it's kind of a, a who knows kind of deal, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the the, like, the game on the 29th, though, um, that was for my fancy team was a great night. <laughs> great night. Kill McCarr going kill. off. All hail kill. I, I mean, poor Beth, which was kind of the funniest night was and we, we talked about it a little bit on the live stream. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, Good watch. I, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed it this morning. So we had Tampa and New York and then we had Phoenix and uh, L.A. Colorado. Both of our goalies played against each other in both games. Wild. Like that both was, started too. All both four started. started. All four started. And which both is games nuts. went to overtime. <laughs> Like it was one of the funniest things in the world. Um, but, but before we get into that game, let's talk a little bit about the nuggets. Yeah. Number one team in the West. I, mean, I stayed up until damn near 1am on Christmas day. Cause I wanted to watch the rest of the game. Dude, they are, they're a vibe right now. Um, Jokic is playing out of his head. Um, and it was kind of the start to the season. It, people were saying like, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, you know, Jokic, he, he doesn't have it in him. Like he's not, uh, he's not really doing what he needs to do as like an MVP candidate because he wasn't putting up points every night. But what he was really doing was just integrating, like fully integrating this beast of a team and, and into what it is now. Um, Jared, I think that from, I mean, just from, from our personal, uh, like sort of chats about the Nuggets, I, I think you now know the reason why I was so excited that Bruce Brown was a Denver Nugget, that, um, 
you know, KCP was a Denver Nugget because um, those guys are really starting to show out as well. Um, and and, and a, health, a healthy MPJ, a healthy Jamal Murray. I, I mean, yeah. holy shit. And, and, and again, everyone was knocking Joker right off the rip with the, oh, he he's not going to be a, the MVP candidate again. Uh, hello? Like, he just rose up in the rankings. I mean... Quite substantially. I mean, <laughs> it's not even close either. I mean that that crowd on on Christmas Day in Denver was absolutely electric. It was raucous, man. I, I was literally looking for tickets that were coming back to play in Dallas again because I wanted to go see them play live. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're not they, coming back to Dallas, which sucks. So I may just have yeah. to be a playoff game, and I mean, maybe we'll just get to watch. Have stars and Nuggets Mavericks in Dallas, yeah, <laughs> so. which, which could very well be a possibility. Like right. just with everything, all things considered, like right. um, could be very, very much in the wheelhouse. Um, but man, talk about the brilliance of Jokic. They they follow up the Phoenix Suns um, with a back to back series against the Sacramento Kings, which much improved King Kings team from from times of old they're they're thoroughly like solidly in the playoff hunt um in the west and they you know nuggets beat them first night second night the kings beat them by i think it was one point and you had multiple guys sitting out because murray's still kind of like on his way back he he sits out on like either the first or the second game of a back-to-back considering like who they're playing so he's not all the way there to where you want him to be. But that's kind of led to the emergence of Bones Highland and kind of how well he's been able to step up from his rookie season. Um, I mean, we're, we're so high on Bones. He got, he got a spot in the intro. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when he's on, man, he, he, he can shoot lights out amongst the best. And, and that's where it gets scary amongst, you know, other teams in the West. Jokic can turn it on at any given time. With a flip of a switch, he's, you know, he can go from nine to 39 points in a quarter. And you wouldn't, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary. He go, he's, it's still within the game flow, which is wild to me. Because um, you do have your points hunters in the NBA. You have people that will try to inflate their stats in the fourth quarter just for, for stats sake. And Denver's been able to just construct this monstrosity of an offense, Jared, to where they're number two in the league and they were number one for three point percentage for most of the year. And now they're they're quietly coming back to that number one spot because they had a little bit of a slump, but they never dipped before uh, below four. I think for three point shooting. So it just tells you that, you know, Jokic is finding his shooters and for the first time in, in damn near two years, they're healthy. Um, and you're seeing all of it just kind of coalesce. I mean, what pretty much from since the bubble they're healthy now. Yeah, basically, <clears throat> basically it's just, it's a disgusting lineup. <clears throat> KCP has been a great addition. AG is just being an absolute animal <clears throat> and and that's what's allowing denver to really be as top tier as they are they they can run a two a two big man set and they're not sacrificing anything no it doesn't and you can leave Jokic off the floor if you need to and just run ag inside and, that, and that's fine and no one's gonna not no one's gonna knock it or right or just disregard the nuggets skill at that point because you have so many viable options 
when you put yeah. a KCP out there, when you have Jamal, when you have MPJ, uh, when you have Bones too, and when Bones gets hot, dude, be careful. He is hot. I mean, it's it's just awesome to watch. When and that like they're just so versatile too. They can literally throw anyone at you at any given point. Like uh, their their best lineup defensively, Jared is Jokic. KCP, MPJ, Bruce Brown, and I want to say AG. And it's just like you basically surround Jokic with length at at all, you know, all pivots essentially. Mm-hmm. And they turn into this lockdown defensive team, which uh, to their credit, you know, they're, they're not there yet. Um, they're still, you know, I want to say it's like 25th in the league as far as like total defense goes, but where it gets weird, Jared, is their number one in clutch defense, which clutch in the NBA defined as any game within five minutes, whether it be OT or fourth quarter where you're within five points of each other. And that's where you see that flash of like, this is how good they could be if they sustain that. (laughs) And and they're they're number one in, in clutch time in the last over the last two years too. Uh, ESPN put that stat up during going into OT, <clears throat> going into OT on Christmas Day. I, I mean, it's a team that if you get them in a close game, they know how to close out close games and big time games. Yeah. And they're not afraid of just going in and saying, "Not you're not beating us again." And I mean, the the talk was pretty much done. What the last four minutes of that game on Christmas Day was. Well, if the Nuggets don't win, we got a three-way tie for person. Nuggets are like, mm, yeah, fuck you guys. We're going to take first place and hold it. Yep. And they still have a game in hand on the team in second. I know. And still they, the game play, in hand. they play Minnesota tonight, I think, too. So that should be that should be a dub for them. Um, all things considered, it might be a little bit of a trap game because they did just finish drubbing Boston last night, which right. is fun to see. Because um, now every single loss that they've had, they have followed up with a win against teams they previously lost to. Boston was one of those teams. And we're seeing them kind of morph into what they should have been last year as far as their home record goes. They're one of the best home teams in the league. They're, you know, 15 and three. Um, Like, I think their three losses have come from a combined six points. So they're not to be taken lightly at home or on the road. They're still a plus team on the road, which is the, the very definition of a good team in, in my book. Right. And I mean, they are absolutely just, they're, they're an elite team and a story. They will and go the places. I, I mean, we're, and, and we're not going to touch on, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not going to touch on the Broncos. We're not going to touch on the Rockies. No. I, I mean, Broncos yeah. are an absolute shithole. Rockies are trading away the farm like usual. Connor Joe's gone. G Hamp is gone. I mean, it's yeah. not even worth watching them. Yeah. It's not. At this point, they just put out a product just for product's sake. Because they know everyone's going to show up because there ain't shit to do in Denver in the, in the summertime. There ain't shit. So Thanks. it's fine. They, they don't care. Uh, let, let's get back, though, to the game on the 29th. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and then we'll, we'll kind of relay that into the end of the year, moving forward, all this good stuff. Um, 
man, the games, the games recently have just started out so weird for Colorado. They're always just down one, down two. It's just always some weird, weird, weird shit. Um, I mean, we can't. I, I can't figure it out. I, it's yeah. just like, do we forget that the game starts at seven at seven oh five in Denver, and we're thinking it's a eight ten start on the Pacific, or what? What? What the hell is going on? So. Right. It's kind of just like almost that sort of cup hangover extended. And then on top of that, you get the inexperience now of these AHLers coming up. And granted, they've done well where they can, but at the same time, you know, you're playing against the top of the top every night, night, you know, night in, night out. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough in that aspect. Like a lot of times it's like the team doesn't wake up until the second or third, you know, and it's like late second, <laughs> <laughs> they like flip that switch kind of like, um, why yeah it's like it, it's what bednar always preaches that you got to play 60 minutes of hockey um and they haven't been doing that they've been playing like a good 30 you know 15 to 30 minutes of hockey and they and even then it's still not good enough yeah it's really not um i'm i mean this this game was the reemergence of Kale McCarr as the Norris candidate again. I, I mean, the the dude is absolutely insane. He really is. Uh, what four points on the night? I, I mean, the the dude is just an absolute. He's a he's a world beater, man. It's he just, really is. He's so much fun to watch. I, I mean, and and he he really is carrying the team pretty hard. He really is. I mean, and just to go back a little bit on the injury situation, Bowen Byram out since November 8th. No idea. He's skating. He's still out. He's week to week still. I mean, Cogs came back finally. Uh, Frankie has been out since the 27th, and we had to call up JJ for, which really is a scary proposition, but yeah. Hey. yeah. Uh, Helmer should come back. Hopefully he's back today. He's back tonight, I think. He is. Well, he's been out since October eleventh. So yeah, he's a very, very welcome sight, might I add. Counts wow. out week to week with an upper body. Landy's still out. Um, Manson, something happened in early December. We still have no idea. Uh, and then Nuke is out again because of his ankle. I mean, he was out. He was seen at the practice facility. Yeah. And sneakers, shooting pucks on the ice, just kind of hanging out. But I, I, it's yeah. just, I mean, yeah. you, you and I both know and we both called how important Nuke would be to this team at full strength. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, if he's got to take it easy, let him take it easy for a little bit. You know, um, like I said, there's 6-0-1 without McKinnon in the lineup just recently. So this team has the depth to win games. Um, It's just, you know, can they sustain that? But you have the luxury of, you know, since they can do that from time to time, you you can let Nuke just kind of take it at his own pace. Because you and I both know the extent of that ankle injury stems back to last year's Stanley Cup win. And it was gnarly, man. Um, I mean, from uh, we just, you know, we, we hope all the best for him and just getting back to full strength. And when he's been healthy this year, he's looked really good. Right. I mean, he started out the year on a heater, absolute heater. 
before just kind of re-aggravating it, I guess. But right. and, I mean, he's he was on pace to score 60, mm-hmm. 60 tucks for a guy who was a first round yeah. pick shipped out of Dallas, went back to the K, came back on a prove it deal and has fucking proven it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, poor Beth over here. Fantasy teams missing BB four. So yeah. <laughs> I made that trade real early on too. So you did, Jared. You did, and I, I gotta ask you, man. I texted you the night that I made this trade with uh, our league mate Hunter Hodes, who's since taken a nosedive. I don't and... think he sets his lineup, bro. I don't. I don't. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He probably doesn't now. But. Uh... Frankie for Carlson. And I think I gave up Grandland for Stone as well, who I ended right. up dropping for Blake Wheeler. So it was essentially I got Wheeler and Carlson, who then just had like a monster couple weeks. And Frankie's on IR now. So. Your, your entire roster's on IR, it looks like. Dude, I looked, when you're playing Sierra, I looked at it, I was like, oh, God. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, I just got patches on IR. That's all I have. And he's still not been activated yet. So, yeah, I mean, it it could be worse for me in all honesty. Um, I'm just, I'm honestly surprised I was able to beat Sierra this week. I did not think I I had it. My team had it in them after not, I got to admit losing to Bailey um, (laughs) with, with her not setting her lineup for a, a good portion of the week. I think it was like the first three or four, three or four days she didn't set her lineup that probably hurt uh, yeah it hurt a little bit so i had to <laughs> to reevaluate some things but my, my goalie room is completely overhauled which has been the main catalyst i think yeah i i mean dude i picked up phoenix copley how about a, how about that for a fucking waiver wire yeah solid i mean jesus solid that was just perfect nothing nothing better um going back to the game on the 29th i want to i do want to go over this video real quick so this was this was kale mccarr's uh tuck in in the second period late second i've been trying to find the other video though where the one where he just absolutely i i i still don't know how to describe it he literally flipped the puck over the forward Mm. And regain possession, and I, I damn near shit myself laughing about it. <laughs> it was like a little mini, like Neymar move on the ice, like just swoop, like <laughs> right, exactly. Like, it was just nuts. Like it was that creative, like. But I mean, okay. So here's so here's the great part about this play, right? Okay, so Makar picks this puck right here. Okay, it's it's an it's a nice little idea to headman this up the ice here. I mean, Colorado's neutral zone has looked a lot better. Well, let's be very straightforward about that. Their neutral zone has been a lot better. I gotta say, largely due to JT Comfer and how he's yeah. been picking it up. He's been doing really well this last month or so. He's done really well. He's done really well in that two uh, seat role. I, I'm been pleasantly surprised. Do I still want me go back to not cover that? Yes. And, and Landy and everybody else. Yes, I do. Um, but anyway, so McCarr picks up here at literally center ice on, on a absolute gorgeous takeaway. And this, this move right here is really nothing. He's just kind of Miko stays to the outside to give him the lane to the middle. And when Kale cuts in here, now this is where it's really good. He has, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that defenseman is for LA. I, I'm going to have to probably go figure out who that defenseman is real quick. Who the hell's 
40. Mikey Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, it's Mikey Anderson. So that's their top pairing then. Yeah, it's Mikey Anderson, Drew Doughty. So he's got Anderson leaning. You can already see here. He's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a bad spot here. OK, and then right here, this is this reminds me so much of that Minnesota goal um, pre uh, pre covid mm-hmm. um, when he absolutely dummied uh, Jordan Greenway in Minnesota and made him drop to the ice. <laughs> When, when he makes this move, all he's going to do is he's going to pull back right here. When he does that, right, what he's doing is just changing the angle, which is pulling Copley over to his blocker side a little bit further. And when he releases this, he's doing it while he's still fading away to to the corner. Mm-hmm. And I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's, there's nothing it's you can do kill my yeah. car dude like and what do you i gotta mean? say those rr 2.0s man they look clean i do love those They're, the the reverses are pretty gross yeah i mean and here this is just where it's funny he still does that little tomahawk open up i fucking love that that's a great I, move. dude it is hard to do it's still hard to do i've played ice hockey since high school i've been playing hockey since i was seven years old i'm still struggling to get that move down yeah i'm not to the the skating extent of jared but i have dabbled in just like you know some pond skating and stuff you know being that move is tough it's hard to do that that (laughs) Um, is a a lot of times to do like what we would always do especially when i was younger jared is like for our christmas trees we would always go up to um we'd always ultimately just kind of link up with our cousins and we would go cut down the Christmas tree um, in like the Pike National Forest. And like we knew some buddies that had some land up there. And they had like this like little pond that would always freeze over. So we would always bring skates and just kind of, you know, mess around as kids and stuff. But um, that's hard to do. <laughs> like, extremely hard to do. I was muted. Shocking. He, yeah. so he's at, <laughs> he's, he, by the time he gets here and he gets by Miko, he's pretty much getting the top speed here. Okay. Yeah. And right here. So he simple outside move with the stick just to open up position. And then here he's got it loaded. He's already loading the puck. He's pushing down on the toe of that stick to load that puck up. And drew Doughty, one of the best defenders in the world has a good gap on him. He's still stick length away. But I mean, look. By the time he releases that, let me see if I can he, get in a better spot he, here. He misses the heel too of Dowdy because he's trying to block that puck skate right. with the skate, basically. Right, and looks like too. When he's here, boom, pucks released. Yeah, Dowdy's got a good stick in the lane there. It's still in a good spot. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just nothing you can do there. There really isn't, and even from this reverse angle drags holds. I mean, that is just an absolute that, that snap the outside leg really does a lot to say, it's just a, like how weird that movement is. You right. Know? It's, it's like, just, it's a disgusting release there. It really oh, is, man. <laughs> glad he's on our team. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'm glad he's on my fantasy team. Number four overall. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> God, what a fucking deal I made there. <laughs> I mean, obviously, game doesn't end up the way you want it to. You get a point out of it, yeah. fine and dandy. But I mean, overall, I mean, Kale McCarr three point night. Yeah. Colorado's I, still doing okay. I'm, I mean, they're not. 
Yeah, and we and we just played the Kings at the wrong time. Really, they're they're on an absolute heater right now. They're they're playing really well, um, and it's just unfortunate. Uh, like you know, just can we talk about overtime hockey for a little bit? Just a little bit because it's my most favorite thing in the world. I swear to God, if you bash it, I'm going to lose my shit. I fucking love three on three. No, I, I, I'm not going to bash it as I, I'm just going to make it, make a, um, like, a, a what do you call it? An observation, a, maybe an observation. Yes. Thank you, Jared. Um, just recently with the three, three stuff. I mean, I love it. It's chaotic. Um, I kind of have, a, a, you know, it's, it's fun to watch. But recently, I just feel like it's just a rat. It's sort of just like, you know, running around, just sort of rat race, uh, get it over with type stuff. And like, it's just wild to watch uh, at times. Um, Like just how different it is from the playoff side of things. Um, When you actually have that full five on five OT uh, period. yeah, you know, it's just it's so I'm not bashing it again. Um, just it's 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 comical almost to see the difference between the two. Um, I always compare it to like a Looney Tunes rat race type shit. <laughs> but I, I do it is a hundred percent. But the thing that I that everyone kind of everyone's on one side of the fence the other with this when when they bring it back if they don't have a clear lane in the zone or they don't have a clear advantage they're not pushing the puck i I personally i don't care i I think that's great you want to keep possession everything is about possession in this game everything from top to bottom you want to keep possession of the puck teams who keep possession dictate the pace of the game dictate the flow yeah and especially in overtime where you have those long changes if you bring the puck back just even barely into your own blue line and then you can then fire that puck. You can headman that puck quickly and get it up and out of the zone. The same thing that, that I that uh, we touched on on Twitter regarding JT Miller, which pissed a lot of people off. Same same deal. You quick up that puck, dude. Ain't no one touching you. You have an odd man opportunity. I, I mean, just even even go back and look at during during that stretch last year to close out the year, or it was in I think it was January February where the abs won won like 16, 17 straight on home ice. Right. Yeah. And wild, there was, there was one month. game against Toronto where they were down like four, two, they came back and tied it at fives. One and seven, six, like seven, uh, six, six, five, or something. I think. I think six, it was like five. six, five. And they won an OT on a Devon Taves goal. And if you watch that, everything is about the possession there. Kadri to, or uh, I think it was actually JT, JT to Taves, on just a simple scissor play. Very simple. But they kept possession. They dictated possession enough to where it trapped Austin Matthews on the ice for two minutes. Yeah. that That's what you're trying to expose there. And that's why it's so frantic at times, especially with the up and down, up and down. Do I? You and I both love playoff hockey over time. Nothing like it. Regular season overtime to really try and help dictate the pace of the game. I, I think it's a, I, I think it's fucking perfect. Yeah, it's it's a quick way to get the to to bring a, de, a deciding factor into it because it really pressures one team to kind of take the reins just off any given play, like you're saying, just because like you get one bad change and it's over essentially. Um, and that's that is the beauty of it, though. Like you know, injuries are down a little bit because of that. I feel like. Because 
before I just remembered injuries just going absolutely rampant. I mean, even just more league-wide extent, not even talking abs-related injuries, just league-wide injuries. Um, you had like entire lines wiped out because of like this wear and tear of overtime games and then it affecting travel times to the next state, to the next state if you're on the road. All this other stuff that leads up to like worse injuries when you come down to it because you make a mistake on the ice. So it's, it was kind of just like a chain sort of reaction to where they, I'll agree with you there. They did a great job at just kind of making it so that there's a definite uh, deciding factor to where it's very easy to decide games in overtime now. Which is the way it should be. The, this, the, the game should be ended in overtime or a shootout. I, I don't mind the loser point. I think the loser point was probably one of the best things to ever be added. Mm. Ties are for soccer. They're not for hockey. Yeah. They're not. You can keep that shit in football. You can keep that shit in soccer. We don't need that here. Yeah. And and it all does it, it brings more eyes on the product. Perfect example, Kale McCarr last year against Chicago. Beauty. How many times was that was that goal viewed? <laughs> Seriously, how many? I, I I could probably do a YouTube search of it. And it's probably got a couple million. It's probably years. in the million. Yeah. Okay. A couple million. I'll go look. I don't care. I'll, I'll say like 2.6. <laughs> Just guess. I I mean, it's, I mean, it's got, I mean, a, a bunch of different areas where it's, <laughs> where it is. I mean, Sportsnet has it. John Boy Media covered it. Gotcha. I, I mean, everybody covered it. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, Steve Dangle covered it for Christ's sake. I, I mean, everybody covered it, and I don't feel bad for Kirby Doc. No, don't care. Don't I'm pretty care. sure I'll say it again, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the announcers did call him out as a defenseman mm-hmm. that game, which was hilarious to me. I mean, who the hell knows? Yeah. Um. Well, we officially have closed out 2022. We're going into 2023. I want to know what is, I I mean, without explaining the obvious of the Stanley Cup championship, what was your favorite moment of 2022 for call for the avalanche? Favorite moment of 2022, excluding the cup. Because you can't really count the cup because it's the cup. Exactly. That, that's, um, that's like the basic answer. Nobody needs that. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with just, just the overall playoff swaggerness of uh, we haven't seen a run like that in years. Um We'd always been accustomed to them getting knocked out second round, usually on the road. (laughs) And for the first time, they flipped that switch to where I was fully confident the Avs were going to get it done in six games, every single series, this playoff run. And my predictions came true, essentially. So Avs in six, regardless, we're closing it out on their home ice. Now zero, (laughs) like... (laughs) We're not we're not taking anything type shit, you know. Um, but you know, like apart from just like that whole uh, just 
emotion of that run and, and being able to experience it in Denver to where I was out on the streets with people shooting off fireworks uh, with intersections that should have been busy at the time were just, you know, completely swamped with people. And it was crazy to see. And I'll probably never see anything like it again unless they do it again. So, like, <laughs> you know, um, but apart from that, man, this past year, I think just uh, like my, my, my favorite thing about them was just the the ability for them to win games when it mattered and grind out the season because they had injury issues last year too. They had a, a rough start last year too. Didn't matter. That team was different. Like you and I both knew deep down that team was a little bit different. And one of my favorite signings of the year was Cogliano. Um, you and I talked about it at length uh, when it happened, but signing him, it was like, okay, like here we go. Like here's here's an off here here's here's a, a trade deadline move we can get behind. And like man, um, that, that, that's probably like my favorite moment was when we was when we were able to get Cogs and just watch it all unfold from there. Yeah, Cogs was a huge huge pickup. I mean, and <clears throat> McKinnon was on uh, Spit and Chicklets earlier earlier in the off season, uh, and. I'd even said that. Yeah, I I told Joe figure out figure out a way to get it done. And the the thing I didn't know was that Cogs actually goes up and trains with Crosby, trains with McKinnon in in Vale in the off season. Yeah. So that's it's just another wrinkle of that. It's like, well, I already know this guy. He's gonna be a hell of a guy. Let's keep him. Like, just why, establishing why, why, why the fuck not that culture, man? Just furthering that culture that the Nuggets have now established, like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. It's that it's the antithesis of the of the Broncos and Rockies right now what the abs and the nuggets are doing it's it's literal anti antithesis type a beat right. like their cultures continue to be out of this world and that's ultimately what drives a good team in my opinion is a good culture you have to have a good culture and i mean all all in that's probably that's a really good one I, I would have to say though the the one that would probably beat that would would honestly have to be uh, round two game six in in St. Louis. Mm. I, I I remember vividly the the next day when, when we did the episode the next day. The title was the demons have been slayed. Yep. That the demons were done. They were gone. It was over. We didn't have to worry about it anymore. And we both said it. If they get out, we said it for years. If they get over that second round, they're winning it. End of story. And I will go on record with our previous company. I said it was probably going to take seven games in the final. I, I will a thousand percent stand behind that. I thought it should have been seven just with how everything was going. I mean, you can't knock Tampa. You can't. No, great team. And great team. They they know how to win. They know how to win in tough situations. And then turn around and it's six games. And just just the fact that they were road warriors too, man. I mean, yeah. what sixteen and two for the entire playoffs? Mm-hmm. That that's just my or sixteen and four. I'm sorry, sixteen and four. That's just mind numbing. Yeah. You haven't seen that in 
in the salary cap era and you might not ever see it again that that's part of the thing that no one understands is how <clears throat> how dominant that is like and you don't you don't you don't run through playoffs like that they 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 had what eight comeback wins out of the 16 they had of of those 16 wins they had i i it was you're, what there was like six six or 10 games where it's so, 50 or uh, more shots we haven't even talked about just the the unorthodoxness of your backup tendy sweeping a conference finals with a shutout with on a home ice that doesn't happen and that and that was the Frankie that we saw in Loveland we knew that was the quality of Frankie mm-hmm. we knew that one and for the first time they were healthy Jared that was the like one of the oh man they were healthy and they, they, they proved it to the world. And, and you sweep Nashville, which every, we all expected to sweep Nashville. We all said, I, I think you said 4-0. I think I said 4-1. I wanted to give Nashville a game because I was being generous. If they had Soros. It's 4-1. It's 4-1 or 4-2. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, con, no knock to Connor Ingram, great goaltender. He was overmatched. And when Colorado's putting 50 fucking shots on a night, you're, you're yeah. fucked. You're, you're 100% fucked. And you have the firepower, not just from your top six, from your top four defensemen, Sam Gerrard scored was scoring goals. Eric Johnson was scoring goals. Oh yeah, Josh Manson like, scores a huge overtime goal against St. Louis for Christ's sake. Yeah, it was like goals were coming in bunches those first two series, really, and then I really, I mean, all they, they really came in bunches all uh, all playoffs. All there was playoffs. always at least one game where they scored seven. <laughs> they had how many games where they scored seven goals too? I think at least four. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you had one per series. Yeah, at least four, maybe five, because they they hit six a lot too. That's the other thing. I I, I mean, and, and let's talk. And here's the other part: the story of Lekkinen too. Lekkinen comes in, scores the scores the goal to send the team to the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. Finals, like he did for Montreal the year before. Yeah. And then he also, um, he then he scores the goal to essentially win it in game six on probably just a, the weirdest bounce you'll ever see. Oh yeah. I mean, he's trying to go, McKinnon's trying to go back to Manson there and it goes mm-hmm. off of a skate and Lecky just one times it on a rolling puck offhand one timer. I mean, and just places it perfectly. So yeah, I, again, I, I'd probably say Helmer's goal in round two was probably with, with five seconds to play and, Abs- Tyson, I remember this. Tyson called me. Mm. I'm sitting on the couch because I'm behind because we're on Hulu and we're behind. And my phone goes off and it's ringing. And I, I look down, I see it's Tyson. And I literally answer the phone. I say, If don't you say a fucking word, I have 30 seconds left. Don't you say a fucking word. And he's at home with my father. My dad hears that too. And he's just laughing. And I'm sitting there with Sierra. We're watching the game and they score. And I fucking lost it i scared i scared poor poor sadie half to death down here i i scared her <laughs> like because i was so damn excited and i i remember when when they scored when they scored an ot and i'm i'm sitting there thinking oh that might not be a goal because of the first touch but because smith put i don't know i'm sitting there working i don't know i don't know i don't know and then it happened yeah. i remember a fucking grown ass 20 at that point 28 year old man was fucking crying on his couch because he's so goddamn excited because he hasn't seen this in 20 years last time we saw this we were kids we were in elementary school yeah i mean wild it, it was nuts i mean that entire year was absolutely insane top to bottom it was just it, it was phenomenal 
it, it's hard it's to really pick one moment. It really is. Yeah. But I mean, a Helms Helms goal. I mean, hell, you could kick, you could pick McCarr's goal in Game One against Edmonton, where he finessed the blue line yeah. to staying onside. Mm-hmm. Like, there's I, a couple OT winners in there. You could probably finagle. Uh, Manson's the OT winner was disgusting. Landy's was OT winner. Seeing eye shot. Landy's oh. <laughs> OT. Cadre's OT winner. Yeah. Jeez, man. We there's literally oh you, we could tier list that entire playoff and we yeah. find something. Um something we're gonna do coming up though, that's gonna be pretty much a he- pretty heavy YouTube exclusive because you guys are gonna want to see it. We're gonna do a tier list of all the Avs sweaters in the Avs history. Reverse retros, alts, you name it, we're gonna do it. Um on, on the actual 5GSN account, we're going to do a full tier list of every outdoor game sweater. Uh, you are going to see me rank one of the Av sweaters as one of the worst fucking sweaters in the world. Uh, I can't stand it. I will. Ne- I, I hope that thing burns. Um, blueberry. The blueberry. That, dude, the blueberry is a top is a top tier sweater. Blueberry is top tier sweater. The OG blueberry with the diagonal Colorado. <laughs> top tier. <laughs> top tier the one that looks like the air force academy chapel can probably burn in hell um the the rocky the the one at uh, Coors is really good though so yeah i uh, i wanted to get out my oh wait hold uh, on really quick before you do that yeah we didn't even talk about this game yes beth i mean beth spelled it out for us there joker arc of this and, yeah Oh my God. Just the way he was able to take an entire town's hatred towards him and say, fuck you. Nah, fuck you. I'm doing this for me and my boys, and we're getting the hell out of here. Like, <laughs> oh man. Like, like, like this, just, this just shows you there. there's so many things. We didn't even mention this fucking game. The celebration, dude. The celebration gets, it still gets me to this now, day. When he, when he looks in the crowd, points at his head, and then points at the crowd, telling him, I'm in your head. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was just fun. I, I'm, I'm oh. screaming because I'm saying, hey, girl, Jesus, <laughs> my poor dog. <laughs> She's like trying to make an appearance here, guys. Sadie, she's the best in the world. That's for sure. Um, at least we're finally on a new network. We're, we're back. We're back to doing what we want to do. It's going to be back to hopefully being a little more regular. That, that's our goal. I mean, we we can do live shows now. We have the ability to do them, and there's no there's no red tape. There's no bureaucracy here. It's all just it, it's it's all just for us. We don't do anything else. Yeah, we don't have to worry about it. And that's probably the best part of it all. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> I, um, and I, I was watching the live show, Jared. I wanted to get my, uh, my stadium series slash winter classic, uh, memory out there. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. And I got, I have to say it was, um, it's winter classic only. It wasn't stadium series. It was winter classic only. Okay. So winter classic only. It has to be when we played, um, I, I want to say it was, I want to say it, it was the Kings. Ah, uh, stadium series doesn't count. Stadium series? Don't count. Dang. Um, Trust me, in, I've got a lot of good memories from that one too. And in, a lot in of it California, though? the parking lot. <laughs> 
or no, it, it was Vegas when we played Vegas. We haven't played Vegas in an hour. No, who who did we play in California? We haven't played anybody outdoors in California. No, there's just so the two outdoor games we Colorado played, has been involved in. It wasn't a Winter Classic. Uh, oh, it was a Stadium Series game. Yeah, Stadium Series was. Um, I wonder what my dog did because she's acting really suspicious. Um, it was the the Red Wings in fifteen or six, fifteen or sixteen at Coors, and then the Kings at at the Academy in okay. uh, twenty twenty pre COVID. So it was definitely a Stadium Series game then, but it was outdoors. Yeah, um, it was the the game where where Grubauer has that shot with him in the Aviators pre game. Um, yeah, that was that was the one at Air Force. We could probably have a whole like rundown of that that yeah. shit show up at night. I don't, I don't remember who said it, but someone said, "Oh shit!" Right before uh, McKinnon just buried an absolute just heater. And oh, that that one was at Coors. Oh no! The, oh no! 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 I know what you're talking about. That was the uh, Lake Tahoe game. Yeah, yeah. Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. I forget about that Stadium game. Series. Yeah, um, I forget so about it wasn't that. Wasn't Stadium Series. Lake Tahoe. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but just just the fact that the broadcast picked it up too was just hilarious to yeah, me. Yeah, it was like, uh, Petrangelo. He's backing yeah, up Petrangelo and he goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> he's like, "Oh boy!" It's like, "Oh boy!" Or and like, he just oh, wires it far side yeah. past uh, past Flower. Yeah. Wild. So it's it was hungry. against it was against Vegas. Okay. Yeah, I thought I was going crazy there for a second. I was like, I thought uh, you were too. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? It was a stadium series game then. Uh, but um, we got Vegas, Colorado tonight to close out. Uh, what is your uh, prediction for tonight's game? Yeah, you know, I gotta say, I'm I'm surprised with what Vegas has been able to do, just considering the emergence of Logan Thompson. Um, I don't know if Logan Thompson's starting tonight. I assume that he is. But if it's Aiden Hill, I think we can beat this team. Um, I think we can beat this team with Logan Thompson, mind you. Um, Logan Thompson will be starting tonight. He was the first goalie off. Okay. I'm going to say it will be lower scoring because Vegas is more of that slow it down, like grind it out pace. And the Avs are the Avs right now. So I'm going to say maybe 3-2 Avalanche, but it'll be a late goal. Probably not a bad pick there. What about you? I got uh, 4-3 in overtime to Vegas. I, I just I think Colorado can't get over the, the hump just yet. I, they just need a little bit more. They, they need Frankie back. They, they need Georgia to get a full night off. Yeah. They, they really do. He's he's getting burnt out. And this was my one of my concerns when when I went on uh, Gritton Barrett was that he's never actually been a proven starter. He's getting thrown into a starter role and he's yeah. never been a proven starter. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see that kind of that that really start to um, uh, stand out because he's not used to playing this many games, especially consecutive games. I'm, I mean, it's just not not something he's used to in the slightest. Mm-hmm. His most games he's ever played was 34 in 1920 with, uh, or he started 32 games with the Rangers in 1920. He's already started 26 with Colorado. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, he's on pace to be really high above that. I mean, career wise, he's a very, very average goaltender. He's been elite when he needed to be, which helps, but he's yeah. otherwise career wise. I mean, he's 
he, he's been kind of average. I mean, uh, he's got a 915 and a 266 right now, which is great. Don't get me wrong. That's it's good numbers for now. But for a, a team to really look at you as elite and someone who's going to backlog you into the playoffs, you need him higher, even with that defense in front of you. You can't be giving up that those kind of numbers. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's kind of like he, he reminds me of Frankie in a little bit to the point where he he stands up for those really impressive saves. Like he gets up for those saves, but then he'll have lapses from uh, from time to time, just a, just a little bit. Like, but that little bit's enough to you know do some damage. Exactly. Um, yeah. Could be worse, but I mean, at least it's it, anything's better than Kemper. Anything's better than Kemper. Yeah, leave him to rot in Washington. Leave Grubauer to rot in Seattle. <laughs> like, and Grubauer has rotted in Seattle, but he got his bag, so good for him. Eh, got the bag, but continues to rot. Joel, where can they find us on all of our wonderful social medias? So for those of you who haven't followed yet, um, Five and a Game SN socials are live across the board. You can find us on Instagram at Five and a Game SN, uh, Twitter at Five and a Game SN. Um, and that's just the the number five and then and a game SN. Uh, for me, yours truly, you can find me on Twitter mainly. I'll be spouting off about just random avalanche nuggets takes. Occasionally the Rockies or Broncos rant. Um, just all things Colorado sports related at Joel James 15. Occasionally I'll be on the Mile High Pundit Twitter, which is where you can most often find Jared. Uh at Mile High Pundit. Um, and we also do have an Instagram page, which is, um, I'm going to start being more active there as we are kind of back up and running here. Um, and that's just at Mile High Pundit Podcast. Uh, and yeah, for those of you who tuned in, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. My family home for the holidays. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I got to make. Made it here. I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. 